keep listening. Boys and girls of the internet world. My name is Jonathan Davis, and you are listening to the Corncast. Oh, dude, uh, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> I can't even do it, man. Cast with a K. That's yes. a Corncast with a K. That's right. That's oh, right. Man. I hit these guys with a great t shirt design uh, right before Damn. this episode started. Two seconds before we started. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, hey, you're listening to Notice Listening Podcast. Thank you for joining us. My name is Christopher Marinin. Glad to have you. Uh, who are my rowdy boys oh, with me is, today? This is David Head. Oh, <laughs> does this oh shit. Head. Yeah, I'm wearing the, I got the dreadlocks. Is he the Christian one? Now he is. is now, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now he, he, is. he was video? too evil. He was you too evil. see that video where he plays blind with like his preacher? Yes. Oh, he's he's yes. like this big, like, bumbling fat dude in a, <laughs> a three piece suit playing this, like, red fender bass. It's, and it's playing intense. fucking corn. Oh, dude. It's, so it's good. intense. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the, the No One Is Listening Corncast. Yeah. Uh, good, to, good to have you here. It's going to yeah. be a good one. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. And who else do we have today? Hey, this is Derek, and I too like sniffing WD 40. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, why not? You're Eric Monkey. Oh, monkey. no, I'm more of a fieldy at this point. No. Didn't Monkey die? <laughs> no. Oh, I thought he did. Yeah, I thought he did too. I don't Are know. Are you sure? Did. I don't know. Fact check this. I'll put it on the fact check well, list. I mean, we'll give it up. We'll give it up for uh, old Monkey. <laughs> old <Yeah>. Monkey. <laughs> monkey so, from corn. Uh, monkey horn. Monkey horn. <laughs> with the uh, wide receiver gloves on while I'm playing. Oh, my yeah. Drums. yeah. He used to wear. He looked like David Boreanaz. Yeah, right? his name he was a spiked hair. His name was like Dil- David? David? Da- well, Sil- I don't know. Sylvia? I don't know what it is, but he looked like the dude from Angel. Uh, he had oh, the- da, 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 da. Yo, is that good? Is yeah, good? that was real good, actually. I'm really Dave, Jonathan stop, Davis. Stop guys. hitting us with that. This is killing me. <laughs> I, I probably just scared Taco Cat out of the building. Maybe, or Taco Cat could be down. Maybe he did. Is a Taco Cat with a K? It is a Taco <laughs> oh, Cat with a K. Shit, that's two a new shirt. It's two Ks. It is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, you know, I want to carry on the theme from last week's episode, uh, which was episode what? It was episode uh, 14? fourteen. Yeah. It was fourteen. Episode fourteen. Final Fantasy. Seven. Not to be confused with Final Fantasy Seven. It was episode fourteen. Um, I'm on this kick, and I'm, <laughs> oh, oh, god damn it! Oh. And motherfucker, <laughs> how do you go from good music to this? I, this is the greatest music. Derek was singing this. <laughs> You just derailed all Corncast, and this is over. <laughs> We're breaking up, dude. I just need to share this with all our listeners. We now have a love of MIDI on our on our podcast. I'm literally <laughs> going to change the song. <laughs> dude, find some MIDI corn, and then we can talk. MIDI you know? corn, <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, I love MIDI Not corn. Not conform- confused with like mini corn, like, no, like corn. in the chop suey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is Joe Cocker's. You can leave your hat on. Thanks to Derek. Yeah, You're welcome. Uh, I, I was uh, talking about Full Monty. But I feel like I'm in a video game. Like, a, like I should be like in an eight bit like chef game where I'm throwing like it's almost like Burger Time. Uh, but what's the the, the tapper game? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Beers. <laughs> the beers. You're the bartender. This shit is so bad. Let's let's all hang on. Let's <sighs> let's give it up to our listeners and just uh, moment oh, they, of silence. They all just left. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh, I like that beat. Right. That was good. That was, yeah, no, this That's is the breakdown. That was like a Lars Ulrich drum <laughs> fill. This is the type of class you can get on the No One Is Listening podcast. So uh, consider that free, uh, a non Patreon exclusive. Yeah, MIDI we need file. one of those. Uh, we need to like DJ Khaled to mix MIDI with corn. <laughs> And yeah. mix in death rapping from uh, Dolan yeah. Ted's bogus oh, journey. Was it DJ <laughs> DJ Cumberbatch or whatever his name is? Ooh. 
Oh, yeah, death rapping from Bill and Ted's is bad. <laughs> DJ Smaug. So, so bad. DJ Smaug. <laughs> we'll save that for our Patreon. Oh, so, Jesus Christ. All right, this is the anti- We are so off the rails I so love fast. It. I love we it. didn't even get on the rails. No, we're This right, train right. is even less... It just, I think it's fitting for this episode, kind of. A little just bit. grinding in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> we're stuck in quicksand. We're full bore. Uh, this is the anti-penultimate episode of No One Is Listening season two because we're going to do a wrap-up show oh, and yeah, we're going to cover all the crazy no, fucking no, topics i mean, I mean, I mean we there's do, we still do have one more card, more card in there dude. yeah your card is still left in there yeah, yeah so this final... is the penultimate Pen- okay no no oh, hang on oh, 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 yeah, so yeah, yeah, technic yeah. listeners hang on yeah, yeah, yeah explain me. it pull out the dry race so board. yeah, yeah. Let, let's get this up coach uh so <laughs> i'm ready to play <laughs> today you got that on midi what's up no, I don't. Not yet. That's another center awful field. song. Huh? Yeah. Ooh, that was another awful what song. About Dire Straits. Oh, no. Oh, fuck. Oh, that's oh, Chris of the Summer right or whatever. There. Yeah. That hurts. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, now, we, now everyone knows all the songs we hate. <laughs> <laughs> Money for Nothing is a fucking awful song. Oh, it's so good. It's so bad, dude. You just hate drums. I hate it, dude. I hate drums. <laughs> I just hate blocking characters. <laughs> so much. So much. So uh, no one is listening. This is a podcast where we explore uh, random topics. Not really random. They're intentional topics, but they might be random to you. At least you. the first five minutes is the random first five topics. Minutes. <laughs> That's right. That's fair enough. But we explore these topics to hopefully help educate you, but help educate ourselves. Uh, as you get older, you just kind of lose interest and learning about different things. And it's our intention to hopefully share some topics that might be nostalgic to you, might be personal yeah. to you because they're personal to us. Yeah. It, it's not even just that. It's we're really literally telling you what made us. Yeah, exactly. Like it's not yeah. like, yes, these movies and shows and whatever we put in there, pizza is, yeah. you know, cool stuff. But this is literally what made me and you and, yeah. and Chris like what, we are. Not, yeah. not technically. Well, no, not, not made, technically. You know, it was, <laughs> Dave, a man a and a woman no. start oh, off, they love each other. Yeah. Okay. Well, not necessarily. <laughs> Sometimes. Okay. I mean, in, in the moment. Okay, what maybe. happens then? The heat of the moment. What's next? I'm writing this down. Uh, <laughs> The, the the father <laughs> Damn. kisses the belly button, and that's where the baby uh, comes out. Is there a magic Jesus sack <laughs> There is a magic sack involved in our podcast as well. Uh, so what we do is we put these topics that are near and dear to our heart inside the magic sack, and we draw the topics at random at the end of each episode, thus determining what we speak about on the next episode. So yeah. if you have just Googled this podcast today, you'll notice that if you scroll back in our library, it's a whole bunch of random crazy stuff. But if uh, if you're into variety, you want to learn about a wide variety of subjects, you've come to the right podcast. Thank you. And <laughs> you are right, right, right spot, guys. You, you can follow us uh, along with dozens of other fans on social at no dozens. Dozens, dozens. of because we're old and we're not big into social media. We're trying uh, to get it up to a baker's dozen. <laughs> Yeah, I would love that. Uh, but you can follow us at Noyle Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. It would be very cool for you to do that. And also subscribe if you like today's episode, because we do talk in similar vein yeah, uh, yeah, on today's much. topic. And uh, we would love to have you along this crazy journey of ours. So uh, <laughs> This crazy adventure. I think so. I mean, I, I, mean, just, I just played Joe Cocker and Mitty. Yeah. And the fact that some motherfucker had the audacity to put Download that into it, put it on their computer and then play it on their podcast for <laughs> dozens and dozens of them. Yes, it really hey, upsets me. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> you almost pushed it again. I, I know you were going again, to. The same guy that made this probably has notes in a, notes for a podcast that otherwise would look like a manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> Chris. Chris. Uh, look, look. Looking at you, buddy. <laughs> he hey. has all 
these like notebooks that look like they're from seven. <laughs> <laughs> Handbound. Oh my God. Yeah, it's just about mini files. It's crazy. Um, so, uh, all right. So, we're here. Literally megabytes full of mini files. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. So, this is season two of No One Is Listening, episode 15, the anti penultimate episode yeah. of season two. And we discussed Final Fantasy VII last week on episode Ooh. 14. Ooh. Ooh, that was a daisy. Dense it's, topic. That's a, it was a lot. Dense topic. We didn't cover anything uh <laughs> we tried we tried we got through most of them it was we like got most trying to go to sleep with like a napkin as a blanket <laughs> I, you really want one part of your body to be warm <laughs> that's true uh, yeah okay yeah. But, but sometimes we get ourselves sometimes we get into our uh into the situation where we put in such a huge topic like Final Fantasy VII, or when I put Breaking Bad in the sack yeah, uh, yeah. it's a lot of ground to cover and today's episode is Pretty much similar to that. Yeah, I think there's yeah. I think there's a lot going on with this topic. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, and it's I'm, the 1998 movie, the, uh, what was that? Captain Full Monty. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I, it might go in the sack It someday. might be the last subject. It, it might, might be Christmas. Well, there is one more episode on this <laughs> it season. It would be the last subject for the show forever. Uh, <laughs> shut it down. I really hope it says MIDI files. <laughs> What's your favorite MIDI? Uh, the creator of the USB. <laughs> but no, we are here. Okay, let's let's get back let's on. This. Let's get on these tracks. Let's get on yeah, this let's crazy stop track. Roasting that movie. Yeah, no way. <laughs> so Joe Cocker. We're not even sponsored by him. This was Dave's topic. It was. It was my final topic of this the year. This is your final topic. Well yeah, done. Well season. done. You've made, made it. Graduated. Thank you. What is today's? Topic. Uh, today's topic is a, is a wonderful man. It is not just a topic. It's a person. It's a, a creator, a comedian. It is the genius. One, genius. The one, the only Mr. Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. I love this. Yeah. I love this. What, a, what I mean, this is a, this is a pretty smart topic to put in a sack considering the three of us. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it, it, I mean, you're the expert. I, I, I'm, first of all, I'm going to say I'm not an expert. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. He not, just not, really likes Mel Brooks. Okay. No, I, I, I was hey, thinking so about. I. I do. I do. I, I was thinking about this, and you know, some people ask you like, "Who are your heroes?" Right. And that's a hard thing for me to comprehend because I really don't think I have heroes. Okay. You know, the, the old saying, "Never meet your heroes" because they're usually pieces of the shit. That's true. Um, Met them. So I mean, just celebrities. Like, I don't give a shit about celebrities. Like, Tom Hanks could be upstairs, like taking a shit, and I don't give a fuck. I smoked like, a joint with Kevin Nealon. <laughs> Okay, I thought you were going to say Tom Hanks, no, but, but I took a shit with Tom Hanks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I, I really don't care about celebrities. Um, it's it's you know just a person that was you know worked at their craft, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. So I never really looked up to anyone or any person. So um, it, it's really a hard question to ask. And of like now that I like think about it, I think Mel Brooks is kind of a hero. Yeah, sure. Um, but sure. he he's more just a person that kind of developed me. In like my sense of humor, okay, my attitude, like a quick wit, you know, yeah. you kind of understand. And it was because of his movies that kind of raised me in, sure. in the late eighties and early nineties. So Mel Brooks just seemed like a a, a consistent person. Mm -hmm. He wasn't a fuck up. Like he hasn't done anything. You know, <laughs> he hasn't been cancel cultured or he's anything. been cancel cultured, but that didn't exist when he no. And no. he was a groundbreaker. Trust me, he he was definitely oh, a groundbreaker. Hey, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, hands down. His shit's canceled today, right? Yeah. By some standards. Well, I mean, some yeah. standards. Not mine. standards. Yeah, not mine. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that that's still life. You know. Sure. You know, that's, sure. It's it's what happened, and yes, you know, things that was 
It was a time period. He's a commentator, dude. He, he I is, mean, that's he, all. He has that's literally all. directed and wrote movies from the 60s to, like, 2000s. Right. Like, right. So, like, of course, you're going to see changes, and, you know, it, it's part of growth. Yeah, sure. You change with the times. You change with the environments. Yeah. You know, you, it's, you know, it's just change. Yeah. So, Mel Brooks was definitely someone that influenced me, um, or I just loved his movies yeah. like, growing up as a kid. Uh, definitely, like, Spaceballs. Yeah, of um, course. With something course. that hit really hard. Uh, Big time. Especially like during the time. I was going to say for a lot of, or at least probably for the three of us, that might have been our first Mel Brooks movie. Oh, yeah. definitely, yeah. It definitely yeah. was yeah. mine. It came around uh, the time. To me, it was my introduction to parody. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you yeah. know, obviously Naked Gun and all those. Yeah, but, Naked Gun, Airplane. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, for me, for my introduction was Spaceball as parody, right? Yeah. Which is a whole art form on itself. Yeah. Parody's it, nuts. Get him. Get him. Well, we got hit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Mel Brooks, I'm not going to say I'm an expert on Mel Brooks because okay. I'm, yeah. I'm literally not because during this week of doing research, I learned a lot. Right. I had some tidbits that I knew here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll talk about his life and his career. Yeah. Um, going about, I, I'm going to just say, I'm just like a super fan. I've, I've really enjoyed awesome. his work and he's really influenced my sense of humor. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I just enjoy quick wit and, you know, I've learned all about how his life, you know, there's things that he developed because of situations he was in that I kind of felt the same. Okay. So, so, um, but yeah, Mel Brooks. Awesome. Mel Brooks is a touchstone of Americana. I mean, he really is on the yeah. number one. He's on the Rushmore of comedy for Ameri- Americans. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, Jim, uh, Jim Carrey. <laughs> Rob Schneider. Chris Angel. <laughs> Tom Hanks. <laughs> Rob Schneider. Yeah, Rob Schneider. <laughs> oh, remember when we went up against Rob Schneider? Yeah, I do. Yeah, toe to Never toe. Never forget. Toe to toe. Never forget. Uh, yeah, there were a lot more vaccinated people at our show than his. That's true, man. dude. Uh, but to me, you know, Mel Brooks is the touchstone of Americana. He's an icon. He's a genius. He is one of the most creative individuals uh, mm-hmm. that have ever existed. And he was a creative in a time that was totally scared of creative people. I mean, absolutely. You know, he was a boundary pusher, still is a boundary pusher to this day. He's still alive and kicking. Uh, you know, he's still driving. As of the as of the time of this podcast, yeah. he's still driving. Uh, he might. I, he's, I, I uh, didn't do that much research. He's, he's still. <laughs> Did he's you get still, his driver's license too. <laughs> he's still. But he's still good friends with Carl Reiner. You know, and eating dinners together, and uh, you know he's still kicking as the time of this podcast. So yeah, he's ninety five. Say Carl, no, Carl Reiner, uh, he passed. He away. did. He passed he, away. He did. Okay, they're not eating dinners anymore. Yeah, Never mind. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> hang uh, on, hang on. on. Yeah, you know what to do. <laughs> All right, that was well. the most somber Han Horn we've had. I think yeah. it might have been. I think it might have been. But hey. Legend. Yeah. yeah. Legend. That's why. Yeah. That's why. So I mean, uh, listen, Mel Brooks is is a classic, yeah. and. You can't deny. I mean, you can't deny Mel Brooks. Yeah. I mean, you could deny it, but, but I'd be wrong. But yeah. I won't. Yeah, I yeah. won't. So, so just getting into it, like how how did you first discover Mel Brooks? I think we all kind of talked about space. <sighs> Boy, it was VHS tapes. Yeah, it was. You know, in my household, it was always Saturday Night Live classics. It mm. was Simpsons, early Simpsons, and uh, it was Mel Brooks. Yeah, and Mel Brooks was Young Frankenstein at my house. Mel Brooks was Spaceballs in my house. 
you know, we really didn't watch uh, Blazing Saddles or whatever. That one yeah. came later. <laughs> yeah, that was that <laughs> one was gonna fuck you up yeah. if you were a kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember specifically Robin Hood, Men in Tights was one of my favorite movies. I know I hate '90s films, yeah. but I would get it from the library. It have the plastic box, right? The oversized plastic box, like the, the clamshell. Clam yeah. yeah, it had a uh, Carrie always on that cover pulling back the. Uh, Hell yes, yeah. he is, and that was one of my favorite movies. Dracula Dead and Loving It, Leslie Nielsen comedy Perfection. legend. Yeah, um, you know, so Mel Brooks definitely had an impact on my early movies, like like actual movies, not cartoons, not Sarah Mori cartoons. Mel Brooks was the voice of my early movies, which is like adult oriented humor. It was weird yeah. for a ten year old or younger to be watching Mel Brooks, but I did. So you're right, it did shape me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Derek? I think uh, Blazing Saddles uh, was one of the first. Uh, VHSs I bought. I when I got a job, it was right on the cusp of DVDs. They were yeah, too yeah. expensive. It was like Laserdisc had just died. But VHS oh, yeah, movies I was like a VHS were VHS yeah. fan, you know. Um, I Go think, to the record exchange, grab some. Yeah, uh, I think so. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I wow. went there and I bought that and uh, probably Batman '89 in the in the same day. Well, I hadn't seen Blazing Saddles in forever, and yeah. you know, my parents wouldn't really rent it, so I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just gonna buy the movie and watch it whenever the hell I want. Yeah. Plus, watching yeah. these movies as an adult is uh, definitely a different experience. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. different. Yeah. It's because yeah. yeah. you don't see the Comedy Central version any, either. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah, and and you're able to process some of these jokes. Uh, there, there was a couple right. I caught today, like watching Spaceballs, and I was like, oh, that, that was a Kafka joke. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, okay, that's a little weird. <laughs> but <laughs> well, they always sneak that stuff in there there Absolutely. there was oh, i don't remember what the joke was today on history of the world part one but i was just like holy shit it was a joke that i'd never caught and i was ugh, i uh, wish i'd have wrote it down I was, uh, we'll figure it out and yeah. and, but so like speaking of that the stuff that you could have caught or whatever mel brooks's humor is so fast yeah. and it's so it and it's so smooth mm -hmm. it's conversational it's it's anecdotal it's anecdotal it's yeah. it's very very fast though but and it's not necessarily joke glut where you're you know throwing five billion balls at a target and hoping you hit with one yeah these these it's are these are well constructed jokes it's these right. aren't yeah they're earned yeah they're set up they're earned they're not jim carrey fucking prancing around in a yellow suit and an ugly green mask what the it, fuck man <laughs> you heard me <laughs> jesus hey he brought up jim carrey he, don't piece of shit uh, you love him he's he's okay he, i like him as a dramatic actor but anyway uh, okay. uh mel, mel brooks, said one person in the world he is uh mel brooks I, like, I mean who likes him as riddler so uh mel brooks is a cerebral comedian you have to yeah, you have yeah. to enjoy the art of conversation and that's what was the beauty of his humor. Was it? And, and I just brought up Jim Carrey because of slapstick and yeah, a different yeah. style of humor. But Mel Brooks is is just wow, wordsmith. Yeah, and, and mm -hmm. they're they're intelligent dick jokes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well said. And, okay. And, and, yeah. and, and okay. if you've gone back and watched or listened to any of your episodes, you get that from the state episode where I yeah. I like I look on a couple things when I, I humor is definitely something. Dave likes to look at dicks when he's talking about jokes. No. Sometimes. <laughs> Yes, no. I'm looking Wait. at two right now. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I kind of want to just break it down because I learned a lot of interesting things about okay. Mel Brooks. Um, just like learning like what his career was yeah. in the 60s and 70s and like how his life, you know, kind of started. Um, he was born Melvin. Melvin <laughs> Kaminsky. Name. Kaminsky, yeah. Full, in Brooklyn, New York, I believe. Um he had like three or four brothers and they had the most Jewish names ever. They're, they're definitely <laughs> definitely a, a very heavily uh, Jewish family. I mean, at least they didn't have to hide it though. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. Because you know, some families actually changed their names so they didn't sound as Jewish. Yeah, that is true. Um, he he was born in 1926. Yeah. So as of this good year. Yeah, as of this recording, he is now 95 years old. So awesome. Um, yeah, that's crazy and he's still kicking around he doesn't doesn't i mean yeah he looks old he looks like he's 95 but he's not like falling apart no well, they, he they even had a uh, video last year on uh, i think it was his son on twitter they had a uh, mel, mel brooks and his son mm. and they were talking about covid oh, and yeah, everything the COVID, yes yeah, yeah that's they had, right they yeah. basically put up the rules and everything and they you know could only talk to him through the glass and everything yeah, yeah. Ah, i forgot about that, that was a really cool thing though yeah um so Mel's father died when he was two. So that's, you know, kind of like his first right. like delve into tragedy. Um, and he was always like a kind of smaller, like sickly looking kid. He was mm. very short, still short today, obviously. Sure. Um, so he had like a lot of bullying and, you know, and, and one of the things I, I like admire is like when you get bullied, like I was bullied when I was a kid, yeah. but, like I developed my like quick wit and like, you know, the ability to come back. If someone insults you, like, I'm right on. Yeah, yeah. That's my defense mechanism. That's what I've learned to do, and that's why I have, like, such a quick wit when it comes to some of these things. So I really admired that, and that was, like, and it shows. It shows in his humor. Right. He's got a super sharp tongue. Fearless. Yeah, he doesn't. He's fucking fearless. He doesn't rehearse jokes. It's just, like, bam, bam, bam. Right, And it's a a wonderful thing to have. And He also (laughs) makes a... Was it? He also writes really great bullies, which is oh, yeah. kind of ironic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you know, he, you know, he had what, a lot of yeah. yeah. You, you write what you know. You know. Yeah, he had a lot of experience in it. Then military people, I noticed in his movies, and are, and and he was in the military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was yeah. in the military. It just uh, I noticed that today when they were doing the the like the the uh, <laughs> Whatever the marching orders were, uh, it's, it's obvious that when he was in the military, he knew somebody that did that was like oh, yeah. writing it, writing it down so like right uh, there. And yeah, a lot of those things like he took from real life. Uh, mm-hmm. In Blazing Saddle, Saddles, when a mongo punches the uh, horse, uh, the horse it was based oh my on, God. on one of the dudes from. Uh, he actually talked about punching a horse and knocked a horse unconscious. Was it that Sid Caesar show? Yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah. And it was a, a guy on that show who said his wife was riding a horse. They were like trail riding, and the horse was acting really, so he punched it in the head and knocked the horse out. Oh, Jesus. So, so that's Maybe like he's a just true jealous story. of the horse's penis. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, and I, <laughs> I mean, who isn't, right? Hey, that's right. Um, uh, but I can't confirm nor deny these because I, I was watching a Mel documentary. And he is like, I mean, all these things are true. Um, I mean, I might embellish some things and stretch them out for comedy's sake. Sure. But, you know, that's what he says. So I can't really disprove any of these things, but this is what I heard. Yeah, yeah. Like, he got the bug. He got he got bit for the acting and showbiz bug. Is, uh, his uncle was a cab driver in New York. Okay. And he worked, like, on the Broadway section. And what he would do is he would give guys that worked the doors at all these, you know, theaters rides home because he lived in Brooklyn. So he drove back. So he'd give him free rides. Yeah. And one time a, a dude gave him two tickets to a play and, um, you know, their family hung out a lot. So his uncle invited Mel to go see a, a show on Broadway and they went and saw anything goes. Okay. And this was when Mel was nine. And he said, that was the moment I got done with that. I realized he didn't want to work in like a garment factory like the rest yeah, of his family. Yeah. He wanted to go into showbiz. So. Awesome. So that's kind of where he got the the itch to get into showbiz. Yeah. Um, and then later he, like when he was 14, he learned to play drums by Buddy Rich. Buddy Rich, dude. I found that out. I was like blown away. He's fucking just walking down the yeah, road. Yeah. And here's some drums. He and his buddies go up there and it's fucking Buddy Rich. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. It blew my mind. I'm just, I didn't know he played drums. I know he, obviously he's musical. And yeah. He writes like a lot of his songs. Yeah. Every one of his movies has a song, whether they're good or bad. That's a, that's a crazy story. 
story though, man. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's just, that's just a tidbit right. in this man's life. Right. He's 14 or some yeah. shit. Yeah. I don't know what he's done in his drumming career. I know he was like a session musician in clubs or whatever, but I don't know exactly. But Buddy Rich just showed him how to play drums. Crazy, man. That's pretty much what I've learned about like his youth. Um, later, he went into the army. Right. Yeah. Uh, World War II veteran. Uh, he went into like a special engineering, like war engineering. Because he was uh, too small. Yeah, too small. And he was too smart. Yeah. Um, but that was basically disbanded and he went into diffusing landmines. So he was, he was basically a combat engineer during world war two in the battle of the bulge, I guess. Wow. Um, he has an interview on Conan O'Brien where he was talking about what he did for landmines. And it was basically sticking knives in grounds, <laughs> like just trying to find landmines. Oh my God. Yep. And that's a fucking dangerous job. I mean, they're only landmines. <laughs> you know, they only blow up tanks. <laughs> if it was so dangerous, how do you come back unscathed? Nah, he's, he's short. <laughs> oh he was actually talking about that. He's like, yeah, I was in some, uh, some battles, but they didn't hit me cause I'm too short and they shoot over my head. Oh my God. That's just a great story so yeah um, that's, that's probably where he gets a lot of his hitler and nazi oh, humor from, from like sure. 100%. Oh, absolutely yeah. <laughs> sure dude yeah he's telling a story so um he was telling a story about how they would construct those bridges that go over they look kind of like erector sets yeah yeah mm-hmm. and that's what his job is and they said they're they're on was one, he he was in the army corps engineers wasn't yes, he yeah, yeah 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 so um he was on one side of the river and he heard german soldiers across the river saying oh yeah songs. that's right so he grabbed a megaphone and just started singing like a show tune for him. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and what he says is they stopped and started clapping. And, yeah. And which I don't know is true. None of us know. I love that story. I, I heard him tell it on, uh, I think it was uh, the Geffen live at the Geffen yes, theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great story. Yeah. That is a great watch too. That's on HBO. Yeah. I watched that this morning. It's so good. And he really explains a lot about life and where he was and what he did. Via sto- via anecdotal, yes. anecdotal stories. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he, you know, the second act is he sang. Saying a lot, lot. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so quick wit during yeah. some like improving during those songs is so good. It is. So um he got his start in like writing. He worked on uh, the Sid Caesar's variety show. Well, um, even before that, oh, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, even before that, what I found was fascinating was so he's out of the military, he's oh, yeah. trying to do something. His first real gigs were in what was called your favorite borscht belt. Okay. The borscht belt. Delicious. And uh, I can't stomach that cold it. soup. Man. Oh, disgusting. I got a spoon for it. Foul. <laughs> Foul. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he goes to the Borscht Belt, which is the Catskill Mountains. It's yeah. a big retreat for Jewish people. Mm. To his to his point, they went there to escape the heat, to go to the cold air yeah. and eat food. Carbs. It's carb heaven. Mm. And that's where he got his comedy starts. And that's where he was actually discovered. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he was a guy. He worked at a pool. I guess oh. <laughs> and he, he said his job was to like wake up the old people that passed out from, oh, from, from eating too <laughs> yeah. much. Yeah. And he said yeah. that one time he, he I like, can't put, wait to eat this borscht and go <laughs> swimming. He, he put on like a, a fur coat and had two suitcases filled with like weights or rocks or whatever. And was at the end of the diving board, waking up all these old people. It's like, I can't do it anymore. And just jumps in the pool. Jesus <laughs> so like, he was always about, you know, putting on a performance. Yeah. Comedy, so. Yeah. But yeah, as as you're saying, he he went on to start writing in television. Yeah, and I didn't know a lot about his television career. Um, I I learned that he was the creator of Get Smart, which yes. fucking amazing blew yeah. my mind. I did not know that. Watched like, the shit out of that and Nick and Knight. Yeah, when me I was too. growing up, yeah, it was so good. Yeah, I never watched it. I never really? watched Get Get Smart. Have I, you watched I, it since researching this? No, I just learned about this. this so week. Get Smart 
is just brilliant in the fact mm-hmm. that, you know, once again, parody, parody yeah, yeah. James Bond and spy and which at the time was very popular spy culture, yeah. but mm-hmm. get smart, dude, shoe phone, co- dude, Kona silence. I know like the, the tidbits from the Steve Carell yeah, yeah. movie. Yeah. Well, no, it be respectful. That's true. That's true. From the Dwayne Johnson. It should have been Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Bean as a Johnny, Johnny English. That's it. Yeah. So uh, during this time, he had like a, an unconventional like idea about a musical comedy that starred Adolf Hitler. Oh, bro, <laughs> come on now, come on now. Springtime. Uh, yes. Thank you. Which my lovely fiance actually acted in. Oh, she, was uh, she uh, Hitler? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> She looks good with a mustache. <laughs> no, but no, it is still a. It, it is still the yes. producers is still a yes yeah. active show. So he had this idea about you know a Hitler musical, and then it. This is the know, 1960s. Yes, we're 1960s. 20 years yes. removed from World War II. But he took this experience of trying to sell this musical, and then turned it into a screenplay, into a movie. Right. That is a phenomenal idea. Right. The producers is just such a smart idea, and the 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 twist in the movie, like so the the, the idea of the movie is these producers found out that it's Gene uh, Wilder is the tax man. Love it, <laughs> um, love it, love it. He's cooking the books for a producer, and they find out that they can actually make more money with a flop on Broadway <laughs> than they could with like an actual success. So movie. good. So you know, comedy ensues. <laughs> right, right. They find the worst script. Uh, it's by this w- weird Nazi that's <laughs> a Nazi refugee that's left Germany is now living in Brooklyn, um, right? Secretively, <laughs> he couldn't go to Argentina, or so they found his script, and it was springtime for Hitler, <sighs> and they made this awful, awful musical that was you know they did everything wrong. They cast yeah. the wrong people. Uh, they get like a weird '60s beatnik, like Jonah Technicolor Dreamcoat actor to play Hitler. So good. Uh, they put on this musical, and the beginning of the musical, everyone's like, "What's going on? This is fucking awful." Right. There's women <laughs> dancing with in swastikas. They have pretzels right. over their nipples. Right. <laughs> right. So, and the people are leaving. Then all of a sudden, they leave. They go to the bar to celebrate, and all of a sudden, the 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 main actor starts acting like a beatnik Hitler. Right. Right. And everyone starts laughing because it's so comical. And then the entire show becomes a, a, a giant success. <laughs> they make a shit. They have to pay back all the loans to all the old women that oh, the producer yeah. had to sleep with <laughs> or make out with to get the loans. And it, it was just a smart idea. They try to blow up the theater um, that, that fails and they wind up making, you know, musicals in jail. It's so good. And it's it, so good. It's not a happy ending, but it kind of is. It's, yeah. it's like a fitting ending. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he won his only Academy Award for the screenplay. Which, which I find hard to believe that's the only one, but you are correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought he had more, but yes, definitely. Yet again, proving that the Academy Awards are unfair. That's and right. Just a bunch of suckers. Yeah. He did beat Stanley Kubrick. He did beat Stanley <laughs> Kubrick in his what, first film. What movie was that? Was that um, 2001 Space Odyssey? 2001. Yeah. Okay. How crazy. Yeah. John Cassavetes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What movie is that? I don't even know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it didn't win. Psh, losers. Psh, losers. <laughs> is a loser. Says the Noel podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know the producers went on to become a play. Yeah. Uh, won, Very successful. It won twelve Tony Awards. So um, after that, he had a film called The Twelve Chairs. I don't know if you guys ever. Saw no, I've not seen no, it. I've, I've never seen, seen it. it. It's a it's a Russian folklore. Uh, premise of the film is there's twelve chairs that this rich uh, aristocrat had. And his mother like sewed rubies and all the treasures 
mm. that this family had into the chairs. Um, he basically went away and came back uh, and found out that the chairs are no longer there. Okay. The mother's on the deathbed. She dies and tells him that she put all the emeralds and jewels into these chairs. So they had to go around and try to, you know, find them. She also told the priest in town on his, on her deathbed that the jewels were there. And there was one Don DeLuise, who was a priest. Is this a comedy? It's kind of a comedy. It sounds intense. It uh, sounds like yeah, a, it's yeah. intense. It's kind of funny. Fu- like a fantasy film. It's definitely know. not one of his top movies, but no. it's, it's no cannonball run. No, definitely not. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But it was uh, filmed all in Yugoslavia. Okay. And uh, it was a total pain in the ass for Bell Brooks. He said yeah. he went there with black hair and he came back with gray. Oh, my God. Um, the, the crew went on strike once because he threw his director chair into the Adriatic Sea. Yeah. And since Yugoslavia is part of the communist country or is, is a communist country, that the crew went on strike because they were unhappy that he threw the chair because it was technically public property. Okay, that sounds like a communist country if I ever heard one. Uh, no, so the t- oh, t- t- twelve chairs clearly was now uh, Mikhail over here, our yeah, expert yeah. in uh, communist country. <laughs> no, uh, but I mean, he was basically out of film at this point. Oh, you yeah, know, they yeah. twelve chairs was not very successful. No, Producers no, was at all. was whatever. Yeah, but you know, he thought that his career because he was out of work for a little bit. He thought his career was going down. He couldn't find work for like four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he thought he was out of a job and when you're out when you're at that point you're at the end of the rope is sometimes when you're a genius that's your best work yeah, when it comes out yeah. and you know yeah, the next movie was blazing saddles Ooh. oh he rode a blazing oh yeah saddle. it's a great song such a great song and so uh mel told the singer the song he didn't tell him it was a comedy <laughs> right he right. told him that it was like a traditional western just because you didn't want to get him kind of doing like slapstick. Yeah, he, he wanted something that was real instead of like, oh, I'm doing a comedy. Oh, what if I do this cowboy voice for the song? Exactly. Yeah. And this guy, I forget his name. It's like Alan something. He he sang all the westerns. Yes. Western was a huge popular genre. I mean, mm-hmm. going back to Lone Ranger and shit, but it, it still it still was very popular in the 1970s. So this singer, uh, once again. Sorry, Alan. I don't know. I think it's Alan something. Yeah, yeah, it was so funny that he, like, he, after he sang it, he goes up to Mel Brooks. He goes, This is one of my favorite Westerns I ever heard. You know, he's like, I love this. He was like jazzed about this fucking (laughs) song. And Mel was like, Yeah, yeah, all right, man. Let's, like, it brushes him out of the studio before he can find out more. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love that, dude. And, uh, and we're going to take a deeper dive later. Um, but, after Blazing Saddles, he went on and did Young Frankenstein with oh, uh, love it. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Love it so much. With uh, uh, Mr. G- uh, Gene Wilder. Yeah. Um, oh, so good. Co-written together. Wonderful movie. Yeah. Yep. Super smart. Uh, more dick jokes, obviously. Of the, course. The there's monster. always dick jokes. <laughs> there's always dick jokes. Uh, and you talked about this movie. I never really got into Young Frankenstein until huh. very late. Yeah. Um, so it, it, was, I, it hit differently for me. Um, yeah. because you know, I was as a kid, you saw Young Frankenstein, and it was oh, the black and white movie. The black exactly. and white, yeah. yes. like, Oh, this is weird. <laughs> yes. Um, but you know, you had Gene Wilder. Um, it's terrifying as a kid. Uh, Madeline uh, Kahn. Yep. Phenomenal job. Yep. I love her. She's great. I'm, oh, she's fantastic in all these I'm movies. Absolutely in love with her, and yeah. I've always going to be in love with her. And she, uh, it's it's a shame she passed away. I think in two thousand and five. Oh um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get, give her. A, Han for Khan. Han for Khan. That's what, that's what we do around here. Um, but yeah, and this was, I didn't know this was after Gene Wilder did Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't know how big of an impact 
Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was for Gene Wilder. I don't know if he was like a big star, but he was well known, well I was respected. Say he'd be yeah. well known at that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, like a Johnny Depp level. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Depp level. Well, yeah. Which years of Johnny Depp? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kudos. Uh, I would give him like early two thousands. Okay, early. Yeah. early. Late nineties, so, early two thousand. So like Corey Feldman, like yeah, like yeah. Frog Brothers. They were like, we yeah. love your red curly hair. <laughs> <laughs> so um, after Young Frankenstein, he went on to do silent movie, which I watched for the first time this week. Okay, uh, which is it's a silent movie, and I believe the only person that has a line in the movie is the mime. Oh, which is which is so yeah. fucking smart that I, I saw that happen. I'm like, you fucking genius, Mel Brooks. <laughs> um, also more Dom DeLuise. Um, <laughs> yeah. You, you can't get away with he it. Yeah, some of the best parts in uh, Mel, Brooks, Mel Brooks movies. Oh, yeah. Um, and the late Marty Feldman, um, who, oh, okay. played, who played Eidgore yeah. in yeah. Young oh, Frank. Uh, that's right. His eyes were just they were, insane. They were a little insane. But he was so good. Um, and then the whole premise of the movie is they're a director trying to basically put out a silent movie yeah <laughs> and it's basically what they're doing it's like slapstick's dead and then it just goes over the top slapstick humor it's basically like you're watching the three stooges at points yes um, yes and, and it's these three actors whose facial expressions are bar none when it comes to you know just facial expressions and doing comedy especially with marty's eyes and right. mel mel just always looks confident in whatever he does for right. some reason right and then dom i mean how can you fuck with dom Del- no. unless it's cannonball run right Oh, you God. can't fuck with him in Cannonball Run. Fuck you, Dave. <laughs> um, after that, he did high high anxiety. Yes, great, great, great movie. There's so many great stories about yeah. this film. Um, it's so good. He even tells a story about Alfred Hitchcock, um, who who actually helped write this yes, film. Yeah, uh, the great, late great. Oh, hang on. Oh, we're gonna have so many. Uh, we might want to block it at five. Um, <laughs> but no, so he so he actually he wanted to do a parody of yes, Hitchcockian yeah. films. Uh and he he partnered with Alfred Hitchcock on the screenplay. And it was he tells this story at the Live on the Geffen uh documentary, which you once again can watch mm-hmm. on HBO Max, yeah. where Alfred Hitchcock goes to pitch him a joke. And he loves it. Mel Brooks gets a kick out of the master of horror yeah, p- yeah. trying to pitch a joke. And he has this funny story about Alfred Hitchcock kind of like waddling away after the first screening. <laughs> and it's great. It's a great story. I don't want to ruin Mel Brooks' stories. So I don't want to even try oh, to yeah, tell he, them. He definitely tells them way better. I can't even try. <laughs> that, that man is a born storyteller. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I don't want to do any injustice. So go watch that. It's fantastic and hilarious. But high anxiety is great. There's a scene in the movie where he's singing as Frank Sinatra too. It's, oh, yeah. it's one of the best. It's one of the best joke setup scenes I have ever seen in a movie. And uh, plus the song high anxiety. Yeah. It's so good. Mel Brooks can sing, man. Oh, he can sing. He can write he a can tune. Sing. He can write a tune, write a hook. But yeah, definitely, you know, oh, again with Madeline gone. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, loved her in that. Yeah. Super good. Uh, <laughs> definitely an interesting movie. Uh, not, not one of his blockbusters no. to say the least. It no. was definitely one of the, the, the lower end floppy kind of pictures, I guess you can say. Yeah, it's in there. Um, but after that he had his, his next big hit since, you know, blazing saddle. Um, right. This is probably my number three, um, favorite Mel Brooks film. And that's history of the world. Part one, mm. hands down some very awesome creative writing. Um, Oh, absolutely. Just how, 
Oh, it's good to be the king. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. <laughs> it's all you, all you need. We also had Orson Welles coming off his frozen peas commercial. Oh, oh my yeah. God, Orson Welles. Orson Welles narrating. So funny story that I learned about this is uh, Orson Welles was paid upfront. Yeah, to do his narration for this film, he w- was guaranteed five thousand dollars a day to work on this film. So Mel just gave him twenty five thousand dollars for five days' work. Orson Welles shows up, knocks it out of the park perfectly in like six hours. <laughs> and then, then like leaves and uh, there's a, a statement. He's like, well, I just gave you a shit ton of money. What are you going to do with that? And he's basically said, he's just going to go buy cigars <laughs> and like, yeah, listen to something. I don't know. Just That's like, my dude. Yeah. Just buy cigars. That's Probably my dude. Walked right in and did the, did his most famous role as Unicron in the Transformers, the movie oh, movie. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> was that his final movie? It was his final yeah. movie. It's almost as bad as Raul Julia's street oh, fighter. Dude, oh, yeah. hang on, dude. We got a Raul Julia. We got an Orson Welles. <laughs> well, We're yeah. stacking them up, dude. Um, <laughs> legends, though. Legends, though. Deserving of the horn. Um, great sketches. I love the beginning of the the cave drawing. <laughs> the first artist. The, and the first, first critic. Art, yeah, first art taking critic. Taking a piss. Yeah. Uh, wonderful scene. <laughs> um, the, the Moses scene. Where, oh, dude. Uh, I think that might be my favorite. I, that is definitely my favorite. I think I pulled the... Uh, uh, both Moses scenes are, are my favorite. Mm-hmm. The one where he parts the water, but definitely when he comes down from... He's 15. Yeah, 15. Hear <laughs> oh, hear me. All pay heed. The Lord. The Lord Jehovah <laughs> has given unto you... These 15. Oi. Oi. 10. 10 commandments <laughs> for all It's to so good. good. And, and so that wasn't in the, the script. I just learned about what? this. No. He, so during the beginning of the films, they're doing the, the caveman scenes. Uh, yeah. Also when the, the apes stand up and start jerking off. Yeah. yeah I, saw that. I saw that. Um, he was looking at the caveman sets and they're all in these caves. And he got this idea that he could repurpose the cave sets to look like Mount Sinai, I think that was the mountain. Yeah, right? one of the one of the wherever Moses went to get sure, the sure, yeah. and so he wrote that sketch because he what? saw the set. Wasn't even in the. Nope. Okay, he wrote it, made it Genius. up on the spot. Genius, got a, a fantastic joke. Yeah. It is it. It's something I laughed hard at uh, every single time. So it's memorable, and that one in even further along in the song where or the movie where he splits the sea. Yeah, and it turns out he's being robbed. <laughs> By crossbow point, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, just hilarious. Yeah, um, be Arthur in the movie. Be Arthur, hey, you're bullshit it. artist. <laughs> so so good. good. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know anything other than she was in the Golden Girls, but yeah, and, and they talk Mod. about her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Star Wars the, holiday special. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I just oh, looked yeah. up that too. <laughs> yeah, awful with the fucking Ewoks. No, oh, no, the Wookies. Nice Wookies. The Wookies, lumpy, <laughs> lumpy. <laughs> Uh, it's but true. It does have the cool Boba Fett cartoon, right? Yeah, it's the only <laughs> redeeming quality. Um, uh, what else? The Moses scenes we talked about. Um, good to be the king. Good to be the king. So me- very memorable. The Harvey whole- Corman in this. Is <sighs> so good. So yeah. good. Don't be saucy, Bernays. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was laughing at today. <laughs> so good. It's so smart, dude. Uh, it's so smart. Uh, and. Uh, when he's telling him he looks like the piss boy, he's oh, like, well, yeah. you look like a bucket of shit. Like, <laughs> every time, or when they're talking about the French accents, it's like, we don't even have it our own language anymore. Right. They're so poor. And then when she frees her father, <laughs> he's like all insane. He's letting out all the dead, dead birds. birds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic scene. It makes no sense in anything no. other than that. Um, and even the ending, wonderful ending. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Every all the timelines converge like the Marvel universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. it's the convergence. And, and uh, they're looking towards the the giant mountain that says the end. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's great. After doing the Roman Red, I, I guess Richard Pryor was originally supposed to be um, Bocephus. Oh or? yeah, this is right around when he got so uh, drugged up he lit himself on fire. <laughs> you know, so he couldn't make it. Cocaine's um, a hell of a drug. Actually, right? they wrote out the part originally. Mel Brooks got rid of the part, and yeah. I think uh, Madeline Kahn recommended Gregory Hines. Yeah, uh, uh, nice. Well, that was a good move. Um, so that was his next, you know, kind of hit after you know Blazing Saddles. He does have another hit. Oh, I know. There's there's more coming. Well, hang on. Right. You ever heard of the little David Lynch film called The Elephant Man? Yes, I have. Oh, that's right. He's an executive producer. He on found it. Yeah. David Lynch after Eraserhead. Yeah. He actually Mel Brooks went to go see Eraserhead. And said, this is the guy. Uh, there was another director, the, uh, the Fly. Yeah. Cronenberg? Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, he, he is, uh, but also produced two good movies. Uh, he also produced a little movie called Solar Babies. Oh, that come movie, on, man. Dude. Dude. roller skates, dude. <laughs> I need to see this. Oh, I dude, need to see it. I'll post the trailer when this episode comes out, but it's basically apocalyptic society. Yeah. Um, where they rollerblade yeah, <laughs> and they play a game a, called rollerball. Or this something. sounds like a movie I should have watched a million times. I don't know. That's, that's terrible. It's really bad. Yeah, it's, I love that shit. Uh, but you hate '80s movies. I do hate '80s. Movies. Yeah, it's it's '80s and roller skates. It's definitely and, bad. But if this is like really bad, oh, really bad. Yeah, I might like it. It had like a, a three million dollar budget and it, oh, okay. it ballooned all the way up to twenty five million dollars. Which makes absolutely no sense. I don't know where it must have been the locations yeah. or something. It I was mean, just we could do a, a, a Solar Babies uh, podcast, if or we, we could just to. not. <laughs> we don't have to. Uh, Mel actually had to take a second mortgage out on his house just so he w- he was going broke. And you know, luckily his return to fame. He had a blockbuster right after that's that. That's right, and that's a, a movie called Spaceballs. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, that, huge. That is definitely one of my favorite. Or what got all of us, you know, absolutely, yeah, all of us, absolutely. Spaceballs is definitely. What's the matter, Colonel Sanders? Chicken, uh, one of the so best. Good. Rick fucking Moranis, man. <laughs> one of the best movies of all time. <laughs> I mean, this cast. I mean, John Candy, Rick Moranis. Oh like, yeah, Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. You can't fuck with Bill. This Pullman. is like Bill Pullman's one of his first movies. Yeah, and uh, you know, dare I say, best. Movie? Uh, uh, he played a president. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> funny, no, funny story. <laughs> funny story. Um, the the Winnebago, the space Winnebago that Bill Pullman drives is called Eagle Five in Spaceballs. His code name in Independence Day is Eagle One. Beautiful, oh, amazing, isn't nice that, touch. Isn't, isn't it's a nice touch. touch. It's a good move. Good move. <laughs> um, so uh, we'll come back to that. after that. He does a movie called Life Stinks. That kind of stunk. No one saw it. Right. Um, and then the one, the only Robin Hood Men in Tights. One of my favorites. At Abe the time. Lincoln. It was definitely. <laughs> Did you say Abe Lincoln? <laughs> <laughs> a Jew? Where? It said a Jew. A Jew. <laughs> um, Dave Chappelle. God damn, Dave Chappelle. Um, Young. Um, patron saint of the show, yeah. Richard Lewis Richard and his Lewis Boku. And his oh, Boku, Boku his, Rick. His moving mole. His moving mole was. Um, I mean, <laughs> it would blow bubbles in his hot tub. Uh, so the good. actor that played uh was it the sheriff of Nottingham was really good too. I don't remember his name. Oh, no, I, yeah. I forget it. The the Men in Tights song, which is basically the Jews in Space. Yeah, that's right. That's History right. Of the World yeah. Part one. It's like I'm it's the first time I saw History I'm like, oh that's the that's the Robin Hood Men in Tights song, isn't it? <laughs> um the movie is a perfect movie except for one thing. Oh. And that's uh the weird rap interludes oh, yeah. that Dave Chappelle does. Uh, yeah. that's right. It it, it 
it made me cringe because it's like the old out of touch like old dude writing comedy that's like <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what kids are like today fucking pac-man video games and rap songs <laughs> crystal pepsi yeah all right neko wafer yeah. let's go but it did have dom deluise in yes. it yes yes it's it's it did memorable <laughs> i shall take these <laughs> i shall take these cotton balls and put them in my pocket you're a lizard it's a little limp <laughs> well in my age you know <laughs> <laughs> he got a little poo-poo <laughs> he wipes down the dude behind yeah. him uh so obviously the, the great movie great movie um, not not his best movie but you know for the time oh no, but it's for the time it made money it yeah made money. and it made me happy and i'll watch it in rabbi yeah. tuckman um oh yeah great cameo by, by the director um, oh. and, and, and after this i think this might be his last movie that i know of i'm pretty sure and it's a uh, dracula dead and loving it great yeah. great film great film. starring the late great leslie nielsen yeah um, you got to hit it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't hit it earlier for him. I'll just and, add it in. And, <laughs> there it is. Actually, post. one of my, I mean, Leslie Nielsen is, is one, he's also on that Rushmore. Oh, yeah, it's one yeah. hell of a, you know, you have one of the best parody directors doing right. a movie with one of the best parody actors. Right. And I think, oh, I think this movie is right. severely underrated. It is. It is way underrated. It like, is so fucking funny. It is really good. And it, it, all his movies are like 90 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, th- yeah. That's. Wonderful. And, you know, that's probably why he had a, such a great career is he was able to make a, a quality film in such a short right. you know, runtime. Had basically the cast of Wings. <laughs> it was totally the cast of Wings. Oh, Lord. Did Peter McNichol as yeah. Renfield? Yeah. I yeah. saw everything. everything. <laughs> Who, the, Tom Waits played him in the, the actual version, the Bram Stoker version. Yeah, that's right. Oh, my yeah. God. That's right. Oh, yeah. you mean the Coppola... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Bram Stoker with uh, Gary Oldman. Yeah, uh, but Leslie Nielsen kills it. Like he does his dry his delivery, bar none, dude. When he pulls yeah. off the wig, <laughs> and then the the shadow scenes where like, oh yeah, the shadows like this weird pervert or falls down the steps. <laughs> oh, so good. It is good. Uh, and you know Mel Brooks plays uh Doctor Van Helsing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, great scenes where he is doing an autopsy. Uh, it's the first introduction to Van Helsing and he's showing all his students and he's pulling out all these organs and getting them all to pass out around him. Yeah. And he, he got a perfect 10 for 10. Um, <laughs> my favorite scene in this movie is they go into a crypt and they're, they're, or they're exhuming a, a woman. Yeah. Uh, because she's now the living dead and they want to drive a stake through her heart. And Mel Brooks is like, Oh yeah, just go down there. You got to drive a stake through the heart. Yep. Either that or you cut her head off. He's like, all right, we'll try this. Yeah. <laughs> Before he does it, Mel Brooks is like, wait. <laughs> then he goes and gets cover outside of the room. He hits this heart and there's just, just a bloodbath. <laughs> it's like a geyser. Oh, my God. Hitting the dude it. from Wings. Um, <laughs> and then Mel Brooks peeks his head back in and he's like, I don't think she's dead yet. Better hit it one more time. <laughs> and they're like, that was a lot of blood. He's like, yeah, she just ate. There can't be that much letter. Much more left in her. Hits it again. Geyser that's like four times the size. Yeah, it's like the elevator scene in The Shining. Yeah. It is is a great, great scene. Um, Just good fun. Um, Yeah. But, you know, before we get out of it, I kind of want to take a little more into my two favorite films. Sure, sure. Blazing Saddles. Yeah, man. Um, Revolutionary. Yeah. Richard Pryor was one of the writers on this film. Yeah. before he wasn't before he was still just doing like comedies though. He wasn't yeah. doing any of the specials or he wasn't on TV. It was just kind of like the beginning of the career. 
Um, there was an article or a, a video I saw where Mel Brooks was talking about the first day of writing with Richard Pryor. Um, and I guess he just did a rail of cocaine <laughs> on the writer's desk. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, like the first day. Um, I guess the writers were locked together for like eight weeks to write this script. Really? And to be a fly on that wall, man. Yeah. That would be yeah. absolutely unbelievable. Um, I guess a lot of people didn't write the parts you thought they would write. Uh, Richard Pryor wrote a lot of the Mongo parts. Okay. Um, which which kind of doesn't make sense. Um, but this film, Mel Brooks says it's it's more of, you know, a film where you get your heart broken. It's kind of like a love story. Okay. Um, and it's more about breaking down, you know, the racial tensions. Because, yes, the movie says a lot of things that <laughs> aren't exactly PC. Sure. Um, a lot of N-words being dropped around. Um, but... You know, and, and Mel was kind of nervous about this. And Richard told him, Richard Pryor told him, he's like, look, I know that these these terms are, you know, not right. They're, sure. they're awful terms. But as long as the evil racist people are the ones like saying it, then that's what it is. And once like you learn and there's a change of heart and people yeah. become good, they stop saying, you know, using racial prejudice. They, yeah. they accept the sheriff. They accept Bart. Except the old lady. Yeah. But that is a pivotal scene in that it movie. Is. Because, you know, um, Bart, uh, played by... Cleavon Little. Cleavon Little. Um, yeah, he's amazing. He, he's, you he know, it, it's like first day out on the town. And he walks up and he says good day to this old, old lady. And she just says, up yours, N-word. Right. And then the scene right. is him back. His heart, his, he just looks heartbroken. Because he was, you know, you you are protecting these people. Yeah. You get your heart broken. And it's a wonderful scene where Gene Wilder, who plays the Waco kid. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Who wasn't the original <sighs> actor. Um, but we'll, we'll get to that. Um, and he's telling them that they're just simple folks. They yeah. don't know better. Like, what were you expecting? They're people yeah. of the land. And he goes on this long little, like, little dialogue. And at the end, he says, you know, morons. Yeah. <laughs> and Cleavon just loses it and that's a that's a real take like he was not, it was all yeah. he was literally laughing yeah, it's for real. genuine it feels genuine yeah so that that's what i kind of like that they're they're yes there's a lot of awful racist words in the movie it, it, there, it there are but was, there was a reason for yeah, it. So it it wasn't it was that it was intentionally down. to hurt people yeah it's yes. a social commentary mel brooks's yeah. comedy was is all about truth right there's always truth in in comedy mm-hmm. and uh and you notice all the villains that were called in the movie were you know the AKK, the yeah, Nazis, yeah. Methodists. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, badges. We don't need no stinking badges. <laughs> but it is. It's it's interesting to see, you know, oh, my goodness, watching this movie now, you're like, wow, this must have, as an adult or an older generation, when this movie came out, it might have frightened some people, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, you know, clutch their fucking pearls. Uh, but <laughs> Good, my but diamonds. <laughs> this was such a barrier-breaking film for more to come. And this is where Mel Brooks's genius level and fearlessness yeah. uh, come into play. This is just brilliant film. Absolutely. And, you know, just Cleavon Little absolutely owns his role. Yeah. And I, I guess he wasn't a film actor. He was a, a Broadway stage actor. actor yeah. Stage actor. And, you know, Gene Wilder gave him a lot of tips. Yeah. On, you know, how to act in front of a camera. So good, man. Um, originally, uh, the Waco Kid, which is played by Gene Wilder. Uh, was given to there was two actors um, and the one couldn't do it for scheduling or something like that but Mel really wanted like a weathered like ex alcoholic he wanted like, a drunk yeah he, he, wanted, a drunk. he wanted a weathered old man yeah. as a reformed alcoholic 
Um, he got a guy by the name of Gig Young. Yeah. Who had his demons. Uh, he showed up drunk. And the first scene he did was the scene where he is hanging upside down in the prison cell. Right. And Bart comes in and says, are we awake? And the Waco kid wakes up and says, I don't know. Are we black? Yeah. And he said when he was doing that scene, he literally started vomiting. Oh, because yeah, he was yeah. so drunk and it was like green vomit. And Mel, <laughs> Mel was like, what is this? The set of the exorcist going on right now? <laughs> um, so he, he got rid of him because he wanted like a, a recovering alcoholic. Um, but he was still recovering. Yeah, <laughs> like, right, right. So, <laughs> yeah, he was still in the throes. It looks, it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he called up uh, Gene Wilder, who was in, in New York at the time and, and, you know, asked him to do the role. Right. Um, originally, Gene uh, was uh, reading the script with Mel because they were, they were writing together. And he wanted him to play um, Headley. Headley yes. Lamar. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, okay. And he said, no, I'm not. This is not my role. He's like, but I could do the Waco kid. And he's like, oh, my wife said that, too. Like, it was like, no. So, you yeah, know, yeah. you want it. You want the grizzled leather face yeah. gunslinger. So he called up Gene, offered him the part. Uh, Gene said he would do it um, only if Mel's next project would be uh, something that they collaborate on. And that okay. next project was Young Frankenstein. Perfect. Perfect. So because of that, because some dude was drunk and, you know, <laughs> happy mistakes, because Gene Wilder kills it as the way. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Great performance. Unbelievable performance. <laughs> the scene where he's like steady hand. And he's oh, like, oh, this is my shooting my hand. God. <laughs> so good yeah all those early waco kid scenes the establishing scenes are just brilliant acting another great uh, milestone i learned is supposedly this movie is officially marks the first time the sound of a fart has ever been used in a film oh my god dude it's so many farts it's so many farts oh yeah buckle up <laughs> they're all eating beans right now oh yeah This is what you came for, folks. Mel Brooks at his finest. <laughs> and then the dude comes out to smell it, and it's just oh, yeah. so good, dude. God damn it. Uh, slim Pickens. Slim Pickens. <laughs> so, I mean, here, here, the reality is uh, Mel Brooks was down on his luck at this time, and he goes, fuck it. If I can get the financing to make this film, I'll make it. Yeah. And he had nothing to lose. Yeah. And when, like I mentioned earlier, when you're fearless, you're a genius is sometimes when your best work comes out. And this was a milestone film still is to this day regarded as one of the best comedies ever yeah. created. And just the cast, Harvey Corman, Harvey Corman. Yeah. yeah. So, Madeline Conaghan. Yeah. Oh, a, great. The Lily Von Stoop. Oh, great character. She also uh, got nominated for this one for best supporting actor. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just all around. Um, I know the studio wanted to cut a lot of the stuff out. They want to cut that entire farting scene. Somehow Mel had final say on all cuts Beautiful. for this movie. Um, they give him like a laundry list, the studio, which basically would have cut everything from the movie. Oh um, the only thing he did cut is there's a scene where Bart and Lily Von Stoop are, they turn off the lights and they're, they're getting oh, a little yeah, frisky. No, yeah, that's a a little frisky. Yeah. And she's, she says, is it true what they say about men like you right. talking about their, their large members? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's a line that he cut out of the film. He says, I hate to break this to you, man, but you're sucking my arm. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the, that's the only line that I think Mel Brooks. Wow. Took out. So yeah, it's definitely a great movie. Uh, I, 
I learned about this movie late in the game, which is probably better. I shouldn't have okay. watched it when yeah. I was a kid because I probably would have comprehended everything. Yeah. Um, no, not at all. And I told my parents about this. Like, oh, we went to a date to the drive-thru to see this movie. I was like, oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> so that, that was kind of interesting. Okay. Um, but going back, I know we're, we're getting kind of close to time. I want to talk about my second favorite. Sure. Or, and that's, that's Spaceballs. Yeah, dude. Um, wonderful film. What was it? 1987? 87. 87, yeah. we got on this ship anyhow. Yo! I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Funny story. There's one guy that doesn't stand up. <laughs> there's one dude that's not an asshole and he sits down. Uh, <laughs> wonderful movie. Obviously, it's pioneer or piggybacking off of Star Wars. Sure. A lot, um, of, lot of stuff at that time was. Which, which you might know. A, yeah, a little, a little bit, a little bit. But now, I mean, no, there were a lot of films like uh, Solar Babies. Yes. Uh, that classic. No, there's a lot of films that try to piggyback off Star Wars, but this was different because it was a parody. Yeah. And, you know, he got a huge hit with this movie. Um, I think it was like the largest budget he had on a film. I think it was like $25 million for the budget yeah. on the film. Special effects are surprisingly good for the era. And that they has, are. has a little something to do with uh, Mr. George Lucas. ILM. Who, uh, you know, kind of get a little partnership with Mel Brooks, which is smart. George Lucas loves collaborating with these comedic. Absolutely. Like geniuses, because George is a genius in his own right. And he also doesn't have this like ego that people think that he has. So, yeah, he can let someone like Mel Brooks or Seth Green or Seth MacFarlane come in and like. Have fun with it. And that's exactly what Spaceballs is. It's it's a fun parody. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it just everything in the movie especially since he called in george lucas um he always had him you know he, they they collaborated and right. they, they got industrial light and magic to do a lot of the effects yeah um even some of the effects from star wars uh this was an interesting tip but the escape pod launching sequence yeah is unused from star wars a new hope yeah uh was, i mean you could tell yeah uh, <laughs> and you didn't know about this uh, we told you about the the millennium falcon i did not know is in the film yeah, did not i can't know believe that. you didn't see it yeah, it's parked at space station yeah. five yeah the, did not the, know the, the dry the diner where the alien burst out of uh, so yeah. hello my lady hello Wait, my was honey it john hurt yes yeah. yeah they're reprising his role with the classic <laughs> wine not again <laughs> I guess he didn't know he was going to be doing this. I guess Mel just told him that he was going to be in the background or walk by, and then he wound up doing this entire scene. So fucking smart. Because he was Jesus in History of the World Part 1. That's right. Yeah. I didn't know that. Holy shit. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Rick Moranis, fucking wonderful in this Dark Helmet. Amazing. Dark Helmet is... Wonderful. That is my ultimate cosplay dream. Oh, dude. It's Dark Helmet. I will help you build this, too, (laughs) because I will be barf. I will be barf. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, dude, uh, John Candy, who was recommended yeah. by Rick Moranis, probably because you know all the history they have. Well, also, um, weird thing I just learned about it this week is John Candy was originally cast as Rick Moranis's part in uh, Ghostbusters. Yes, but he, they, oh. yeah, he was going for something like a German guy with schnauzers that they did. They were just like, this doesn't work, and he was like, you know what? Um, try Rick. Rick, really? Yeah, oh, he, no he, he was the one who recommended Rick Moranis for Ghostbusters. No clue. No clue. Which is just amazing. Yeah. Um, the original title of this movie was called Planet Moron. That's um, <laughs> uh, great, too. <laughs> they didn't like it, so they wanted to do something with space. So they uh, supposedly went through every letter of the alphabet and tried space to come up with balls. words. And uh, eventually, I guess, Mel Brooks spilled a drink. Everything that this dude does sounds like an urban legend. Yeah. Uh, but I guess he spilled his drink and he said balls. And someone's like, oh, that's it. Space balls. We're going to do it right there. So good. Um, so favorite scenes. 
Definitely the doll scene. Oh, <laughs> which I guess yes. is totally improvised by Rick Moranis. I'm like, sure it on is. The set. Um, just this movie. If it wasn't a parody movie, it'd still be a damn good movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's the stunt doubles is <sighs> oh, one of my favorite me. scenes. <laughs> and that, that is the, that is the one kind of Hitler joke in the movie. Cause Persis Vespa. That's right. Is, Stunt double Hitler's dead. Druish she's, she's Druish. Yeah. Which is <laughs> fucking hilarious. Um Joan Rivers. Oh as my the voice God. Of Matrix. Um, this is I'm I'm having fun li- living this in my yeah, head. Mel Brooks is President Scroob. Uh, also yogurt. Yeah, yogurt. Yogurt. Especially strawberry. Oh, uh, <laughs> raspberry. May uh, the Joan- Schwartz be with you. <laughs> merchandising. Yes. The, and and that's that's a I funny use that thing line because, all that time. Yeah, because Star Wars was such a big merchandising uh, theme. And that's one of the things that George Lucas kind of limited. Yeah. Mel Brooks. He's like, as long as you don't do a lot of merchandising, because it's kind of like Spaceballs the, the flamethrower. Yeah, uh there's like a lunchbox that's actually a Transformers the movie yeah, lunchbox yeah, yeah. that has Spaceballs logo. It does. It. Um but this is just such a wonderful film. It is. Um, if you're going to watch any Mel Brooks film and you don't want to get into the R ratings, uh, definitely Spaceballs. Oh, yeah. Uh, Spaceballs, the soundtrack, the music, <laughs> the, the Spaceballs song at the end is forever ingrained it's in my so brain. It's so great, dude. It's like that weird, like, <laughs> 80s Oh, yeah. Punk. It's like a Thomas Dolby. Spaceballs. <laughs> yeah, a little synth pop backup, right there. Yeah, the backup singers. Dum, yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, yeah. And um, then you just fit, you just see the vacuum sucking. Suck. Suck. Funny story, you know when it pulls the 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 snow off the mountain. Yeah, that's like the Paramount logo. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I learned about that. That was a very interesting thing. Um, combing the desert. Oh, hands down, one of my Lord. favorite scenes of all time. We ain't found shit. That man literally is in the movie for five seconds, and yeah, one, yeah. one of the best jokes, yeah. one of the best one-liners ever. Never mind the fact that they're using the Afro pick. Right. Yeah. Um, wonderful scene. Um, combing the desert, the worst bear suit I've ever seen in the history of the movie. <laughs> he, could, he couldn't buckle it. <laughs> he couldn't buckle it. And I'm thinking, is this supposed to be a real bear or it doesn't matter? It doesn't no. matter. It really doesn't matter. Just the dude in a bear suit. Let's talk about the, the, the fucking elephant in the room. Yeah, what is it? Pizza the Hut. Pizza the Hut. Oh, yes. Man. Pizza. Voiced. Yes, sir. Voiced by Don yeah. DeLuise. There's your lead in. Uh, Pizza the Hut is grotesque. Yes. Yet, Disgusting. yet tasty. Uh, I mean, I would, I would pick a, I would pick a pep off that boy. So, so the original actor, supposedly urban legends from what I hear was burnt by the molten, the cheese and he got burned. Look at that fucking cheese. Yeah. It looks hot as fuck. Dude, so he looks delicious. It, does. it so looks good. But, yes. but they cut him out of the movie and instead they used a different actor who later plays the apes at the end of the movie. Oh, oh shit. And he wanted to be in this movie so bad. He lied about riding a horse. Like he said, he knew oh, how to no ride a shit. horse. So he really wanted to be here. So I he played it. Pizza the Hut and then was also Pizza one of the, the Hut is fucking just oh, iconic. Crawling out of yeah. its nose. <laughs> Space balls. Oh, <laughs> shit. Classic one-liners. Yeah, dude. After this, I don't know if you have any quotes from Spaceballs. I know we're trying to wrap up, but this has been such a fun episode for me yeah. to yeah. research and you know learn about. Um, favorite Spaceballs quote. It's, it's the assholes. I'm surrounded yeah. by assholes board or jamming. They're jamming a radar yeah. and like that shit. All dude, there's so many. It's the most quotable Mel Brooks. It's absolutely. It truly is. Uh, but no space balls. I, I, the one quote I use in my daily life. I yeah. mean, I probably say at least once a week is merchandise, 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 yeah. Yeah. merchandise. Anytime someone says the word merchandise, Liquid it plays shorts. in my head. <laughs> Liquid shorts. 
Uh, it plays in my head, but yeah, it's it's the fucking ragtime alien in the yeah. in the dying. Oh, dude, it's so uh, supposedly also good. Schwartz was the last name of the lawyer for the film. Perfect. So that's why every time let the Schwartz be with you was like uh, our lawyer is always with us. We're okay. Backed up, so I like that. Uh, Derek, did you have one? Uh, it was just on the tip of my tongue, but then you started talking about the Schwartz, so uh, I kind of hey, forgot. Hey, the Schwartz be with you. Uh, <laughs> I, know I mean, the, the movie's so good all around. Um, I don't remember. Go on. Let's yeah. go. Anyways, I mean, the luggage code, one, two, three, four. Uh, five. When only have you not an, said only that? Only an idiot would kill yeah. you. <laughs> uh, giving back the princess her old nose. Oh, <laughs> my God. No. There's some scene after scene, the, the beam me up, snotty beam me oh, up last night. Oh, yes. Nobody told, told me my ass, ass was this big. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Oh, no. It was the canned air one. I laughed uh, so hard. At when he I, snorts it? Not even that. He... <laughs> It's like because I'm drinking this fucking liquid death right now, uh, yeah, and I'm just yeah. thinking of like the canned air. Yeah, that's got perfect. canned water. So good. The movie was so ahead of its time. It, it was. was uh, it was very, very good. Um, but you know, later on, later life, I kind of want to wrap up with sure. Mel. Um, he got winner. He got. Uh, he, he, got he won the Oscar huge. for a screenplay for the producers. Yep. Um, couple Emmys. Uh, I didn't know he got Emmys for daytime Emmys from Mad About You because he what? was yes he was a special guest appearance. Wow, uh, supporting actor got three of them like wow. three years in a row. Um, Very nice. Got the the twelve Tonys. Yeah, um, and got a Grammy for a couple spoken word. Uh, you know, records, awesome. comedy records. So he got winner, well deserved. Yeah. Someone asked Mel what his greatest achievements were, uh, and he basically said his wife. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, true. Uh, and Bancroft. I heard that story too. Uh, Mrs. Robinson. Yeah, I think it was in the uh, yeah. in the um, live of the Geffen. Yeah, the Geffen. Yeah. Uh, his son, Max Brooks. You know Max Brooks. I know Max Brooks. I own books by Max Brooks. Yeah, yes. uh, I didn't know it was that Brooks. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I've read these books. Yeah. I, okay. Okay. Yeah. When I, when I went to Bowling Green University, uh, I went to the public library and I was doing a pop culture uh, assignment on zombies, yeah. uh, on the zombie film. And I found this zombie survival guide and I stayed Great in the library guy. and I read that entire book. Yeah. And then I looked up who Max Brooks was and I'm like, holy shit. Yep. Yep. And then he went on and made world war Z, which is a fucking amazing book. Actually. Yeah. It is yeah. a really good book. I know the, you know, the movie is what it is, but the, uh, I thought the, you know who wrote the movie or screenplay? Who's that? Michael J. Straczynski. Oh, yeah. of uh, rising stars fame. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Superman fame right now. I believe. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, just Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Still alive. Knock on wood. Hopefully, I mean, he's 95. I know I don't want to curse it, but he has a documentary with BBC where they keep unwrapped. Yes. Unwrapped yes. is the documentary. It's on HBO Max. And he says, I can't get rid of you guys because the moment you get rid of the, I'm going to pass away. I'm, I'm going to die. Because he did, a, I guess BBC did some other documentaries with their actors and directors and they have passed away yeah. after that. Yeah. So, um, don't blame us. It's a it's a great documentary. It's shot over the course of forty years. Yeah. And oh wow. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. really really smart and well it's done. Wonderful. Yeah. It's definitely worth a watch. It's not a traditional biography by any stretch. When he has someone driving him in the the sidecar of the motorcycle down his hallway to his office, like no. in the sixties, dude, it's perfect. Amazing. Perfect. Um, but right now he's doing the uh, Broadway musical version of Young Frankenstein. Yeah, dude, it's it's won a ton of awards. Yes, and it's probably gonna win more. Yeah, because, yeah no surprise there. Yeah. So 
Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Okay. I think th- I think we summed up a lot of Mel Brooks. I, I think we did it. Yeah. It, it, it's a big we did it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> no, he's a larger than life character. Yes, yeah. It's very hard to get this yeah, all done. But, but well, I am happy you put this in the I am sack. really happy I put this in. Uh, this is one that I had in there. Didn't see it coming. I know. Didn't I, see it, it coming. It, it was my wild card. Yeah. Well, that in October, Fuzz. I kind of went outside the box, but Mel Brooks was definitely one that I wanted to do since season one. Yeah. Um, ever since your Wes Anderson episode, I'm like, who would I put yeah, and yeah. That's, that's kind of where, and yes, I know it's a vast thing, but it's an interesting, interesting oh, absolutely. life that this man has led. And, you know, thank you, Mel Brooks. Thank you, Mel Brooks. Yeah, yeah I'm sure glad it wasn't Mel Gibson. Oh! <laughs> <sighs> no, well, no, no, Mel Gibson dies, I won't be mad. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Is he 95 yet? <laughs> he seems like it. He looks like it. So, uh, <laughs> so we're we're at the... The final crossroads. We are at the yeah. So we at the end of the road as the uh, boys, two men, yeah. uh, sing out. Yeah, we're gonna. I can I can find a MIDI version of that. Yeah. Do it. Uh, no, we are on. Uh, yeah, we're we're about to dive into the last episode of the season. Um, listen, I had to rewrite my topics a few oh, you're, times. You're just gonna you're gonna remove pull back the curtain. Uh, no, no, no. I uh, no, no curtain being you pulled just back. Don't know. I don't, I think this was, yeah, I mean, I had, I lost my topics in the second one point and I think this was my original topic. Okay. Uh, Who knows? It's been pre COVID when we put these Uh, in the sack. Yeah. It has been an epic journey guys. Um, this will be an interesting one. I, I know what it is now. Okay. So we'll see if uh, we'll right. see what happens. We'll probably it's, saw the notes and put solar babies in there. <laughs> Dave, make sure there's not two uh, two red cards, not two uh, two cards in all there. Right. Well, I am going to take the final dive of season two into this sack and dive empty it all out. the way in. Sack is emptied. It's all slather up, slather it you up. You could say I'm going to take this final, <laughs> this final card <laughs> in the sack and put it in my pocket. But you know what this means is you know we're going to do the final episode yeah. and then we're going to do our review special where yeah. we put our new topics in for season three yes and then we're gonna do so i had the final subject the final topic in my hand i don't think it's gonna be a whopper like the last two no i hope not i I don't think an actual whopper i hope (laughs) (laughs) favorite bk sandwich but thank you chris of course thank you derek for joining me on this journey yeah it's great appreciate it as well dave thank you for putting it in there oh this is gonna be an interesting i think so the Geauga lake no no (laughs) It is 1990s action figures. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Derek, just give me a look. <laughs> so, you this know. This is fucking tough. Uh, yeah, no, it's not. No, no, no it's not. It, it is tough. I know exactly. A very, very small subject right no, here. No, yeah. Derek's, Derek's sweating. I'm actually terrified <laughs> of this one now. You have no fucking clue. I think that we're going to have a great last episode, a great final episode, because it's a topic that we all can chime in Chris, on. Chris, you, you don't understand what I'm going to have to reveal. <laughs> oh, no. Jesus uh, Christ. We got a, we got a secret? Yeah. Uh, do I need to call my lawyer secret secrets <laughs> I've secret, he's got a secret i gotta call my lawyer oh so my goodness he is flustered he is flustered oh so tune in next week to find out what derek's fucking secret is oh my god oh he's well, he's, he's done he's I, shook i've we've cooked each other quite a bit on this show guys he's oh. a brony he uh he's a brony i knew it <laughs> i I think I've rattled a human to a core. And now he has to drive home. It wasn't the MIDI files. It was the last topic of the season. Oh, man. This wasn't even the craziest one I was about to put in there. I'm I'm interested. So. Yeah, he's silent. I'm shook now, too. So let's find out where they could get us. Yeah, you can find us at Noil Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, You can find toys. Maybe not the 1990s variety. (laughs) And Finest Editions. Where can they find you guys? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, quoting Mel Brooks all week. Yes. Uh, you can find me at David underscore V underscore Roth. And Derek, 
you, you soon won't be able to find me in Tricaner Simone. Oh I'm a fucking God. mess right now. <laughs> Your hair is all out of whack, he man. Did, he, did, he went full Elvis. He, I mean, I'm talking about the bad Elvis. He, he is a full Waco kid right now. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, hair isn't curly. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so join us next week, as Dave said, for the final episode the final of season episode. two. Yeah. We'll find out. Tune in if Derek's still shook at this point. Yeah. I hope not. I hope not. You'll be lucky if I fucking show up. Oh, oh my God. That's all right. I got replacements. All yeah, right. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you cloned me again. <laughs> Somehow Derek has returned. <laughs> Touche. Touche. All right, y'all. Well, catch us next week. And as always, good luck, America. You're going to need it. Bye. Fuck. May the Schwartz be with you. Ha, 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 ha.